Hello, welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. In our current series, we tell you tales from the Hitopadesha. Last week, the two jackals, Dhamanaka and Karataka, introduced the bow to their king, Pingalaka. In fact, Dhamanaka the jackal had tricked the Lion King into believing that the bull was a terrible monster. That's why the lion didn't attack the bull as soon as he saw him. Instead, he asked the bull to live with him in his den. The jackals were happy at the way things turned out because they were rewarded richly. The lion was happy. The lion thought that it was because of the jackals that the bull didn't attack him. With time, the bull and the lion became great friends. But trouble was brewing in this pleasant corner of the forest. That's because big changes happen whenever a new person enters a community, whether it is a family or a group of friends. There's a lot of adjustment happening. Here, there was trouble between the friends. Before we go to the story, I have an announcement about our book review contest. The For All Our Kids annual book review contest is for children in classes 3 to 8. You can read any book you choose and write a review following our guidelines. The last date for submission is Friday, June 30th, 2023. The first prize for each class is an Amazon gift card for Rs. 1000. And the second prize is an Amazon gift card for Rs. 500. Winners will be announced on September 30th, 2023. Go to our website for allourkids.com and find the guidelines for the contest under the announcements. And now to the story, The Trouble Between the Friends. As time passed, the friendship between Sanjeevaka the bull and Pingalaka, the lion, grew deeper. One day, Pingalaka's brother, a lion named Sabdakarna, came to visit him. Pingalaka was happy and welcomed him warmly. He wanted to give his brother a grand feast, so he got ready to hunt. Ha! Huh, life would have continued pleasantly if only the bull had not stopped Pingalaka with a question. But things can change at any moment, as it happened here. That question laid the seed for the trouble between the friends. My lord, Sanjeevaka asked, What happened to the deer you killed earlier today? Why don't we give that to your brother? The lion shrugged and said, I don't think there's anything left of the deer. Damanaka and Karataka would have taken care of it. Sanjeevaka's jaw dropped. Pardon me for asking more questions, my lord. Do you mean that those two would have finished the whole animal? The lion didn't think it was such a big deal. Mm, they may have eaten it all, given some to others or just thrown the rest away to rot. Does it matter? All I know is that not much food is left, and I must hunt for my brother's meal. 
I'm okay with it. This is what we do every day. But sir, Sanjeevaka shook his head. How can they do something like this without telling you? Yeah, they do this all the time. They don't tell me every detail. Pingalaka nodded. Now, Sanjeevaka would not let it go. Sir, I'm concerned about their behavior. Unless there is an emergency, servants must always consult with their masters. They can't do whatever they want. You should be the one deciding how to act and who should do what. I know that those two jackals are your ministers. Shouldn't they be like a water jug? A water jug? What do you mean? The lion asked doubtfully. Well, a water jug has a wide bottom to hold a lot in, but a narrow spout so that only a thin stream can escape when you pour the water out. Those two were responsible ministers. They would find a way to keep your resources safe and use only a little bit. A fool doesn't understand the value of time and wastes it. If a man thinks a paisa is too small to save, he will always be poor, because he'll never save. What you need is a minister who saves every little bit, because a king's authority is in his treasury, in how much wealth he possesses. People who think power will earn you respect are wrong. What matters is money, wealth. Your ministers should be helping you save the hunt and find a way to make it add to your wealth. They should not be eating it all up or giving it away freely. As a king, you must be aware that a well-run kingdom is all about how you manage your treasury. Spending too much recklessly, being disinterested in collecting money, stealing other people's wealth unfairly, and not supervising administrators who manage your treasury. These four are costly mistakes. They cost you, my lord. The king's brother had been listening to all this. He felt roused to speak at this moment. I feel Sanjeevaka has a point, brother. These two jackals, they've been taking advantage of you because of their positions as ministers in your court. You can use them during a fight, yes, but do you really want them overseeing your treasury? How can you be sure to trust them like this? You know, I've heard that three kinds of people should never be trusted with the key to your wealth. One, the learned man, because he will hesitate to give you the key. Two, the warrior, because he may fight you for your wealth. And three, the relative, because he will steal your wealth quietly. If the officer has been on the job for a long time, he becomes used to the power and won't be afraid even when he commits a crime. If you confront him with his mistakes, he will oppose you. If you give the job to someone who helped you in the past, ah, oh, that person will constantly bring it up. 
and tell how he did this or he did that for you, all the while stealing from you. If you give the job to a long-time friend, that person will act like the king and demand everybody do as they say. If you give the job to someone who seems pleasant but is really a cunning schemer like Shakuni, they will take away all your wealth without you knowing. You know what the Siddhas say, don't you? Too much wealth corrupts the mind. Don't forget, ministers are ordinary folk. They may use your treasury money to buy things for themselves and their families. Take bribes, waste it on unnecessary items to show off to others. Forget to collect what others owe you or even steal from you. It's your job as a king to supervise them and take back what is yours. I'm warning you though, it won't be an easy job to find any of the money they've taken. You can try one thing, find them large sums of money at different times. You can't get all the water out of a wet towel if you twist it just once. You must wring it many times to get all the water out before you put it to dry. The brother pursed his lips and nodded. Oh, looks like neither Sanjeevaka nor Stabdkarna gave much thought to the jackals or their feelings about their advice. Would you like it if someone discussed your role with your friends or relatives behind your back? I know I wouldn't. I'm not surprised that this caused the trouble between the friends. I agree with all you say, brother, Pingalaka said. But you know, I don't think those two will listen to me. Stabdkarna was astounded. What are you saying, Pingalaka? How can that be? A king must never let even his sons get away with not obeying him. Otherwise, what is the difference between a real king and a paper drawing, huh? Remember, brother, to be a strong king, you must have honest and efficient ministers to govern your kingdom. Maybe you like the jackals a lot. But as a king, you must be prepared to protect your subjects, not only from robbers and officers, but also from those you like. Why? Even from your greed. Here's what I think you must do. Take this bull here. He's a grain eater. Put him in charge of managing your food supplies. You won't have to worry about him taking advantage of or stealing from you. Whoa! That's what I call a masterstroke, eh? The bull will certainly not eat any meat. Who better to guard the king's kill, huh? That sounded right to Pingalaka. Hmm, my brother is right. He immediately sent all the others in his court packing, including the jackals. So now, only the bull had any sway over the lion. The lion consulted him for every decision. Shall I go now? Shall I wait? When should I hunt? What do you think of this part of the forest? And the jackals were left out of everything. Many days passed. As you can expect, 
the jackals were disturbed by all these changes. They didn't like losing the benefits of being in the inner circle. But what rubbed them most was that they had brought the bull to the lion's notice in the first place. And they had introduced the bull in good faith, promising him that he'll be safe from the lion. They had made it all happen. Damanaka slapped his head with his paws and complained to his brother. You know what? We brought it on ourselves. We brought the bull to the lion's attention and encouraged them to be friends. And on top of it, we ignored their friendship. And look what's happened. The bull turned on us and kicked us out of the king's presence. But I won't let that ungrateful wretch get away with it. I brought them together. I will split them up too. Karataka shook his head. I don't think it'll be as easy as you think. Look at them. Their friendship is strong. Dhamanaka scoffed. Ah, I have a solution for that. When you can't fight an enemy through open warfare, you must use your brains. All it needs is a good bit of plotting. That will do the trick just as easily. Haven't you heard of the crow who schemed and got rid of the black serpent using a gold chain? Karataka shook his head slowly. No, I haven't. How and why did the crow get rid of the snake? Aha, yes. Remember that Damanaka was a wily one who brought the bull to the lion. I'm not surprised he's the one who causes trouble between the friends, too. Well, that is the end of our episode today. But you know what, friends? When new friendships or relationships are formed, many changes happen to the people involved and those around them. Have you noticed that? When new relationships become more important, others may feel left out. Sometimes the changes are good, and other times people don't respect their boundaries. It's tricky, isn't it? I can see the bull's point of view. People who work for us must be honest, especially with money. Otherwise, our business is bound to be doomed. At the same time, I do understand why the jackals are upset. Maybe the lion, the bull and the jackals should have sat together to discuss this and find a better solution. What do you think? Anyway, come back next week for the story of the crow and the serpent. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. 